Welcome to Get Up in the Cool Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friend is Drew Nager. We recorded this in his home in Detroit, Michigan. Real quick, before we get started, make sure you're following my old time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, on Instagram and Facebook because we're going to announce some upcoming tours pretty soon. We might come to your town and we'd love to see you there. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Drew Nager. Enjoy. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Cameron DeWitt, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me in your house. Anytime. Yeah. So uh, for the listeners at home, uh, we're here in Detroit, coming down from Clifftop. 
I'm here because I was supposed to come here last year before you're full of fiddle and we were going to drive together. And um, forces have conspired against me seeing Assyria in Detroit. Uh, we <laughs> finally, against all odds, uh, did it last night. And you showed me all around and uh, introduced me to foods that I would have never have dreamed of, like kibbe, mm -hmm. which is basically... Like, what if we made a tortilla out of meat and filled it with meat? Correct. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And uh, you told me all the hot goss. Yeah, don't yeah. repeat that. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I won't. Yeah. Uh, some great off-record stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. What did we just play? Seneca Square Dance or... Waiting for the Federals. Where did you get this tune? Um, I believe I got this tune. One of my first tunes, probably. Um, well, two ways. I first started playing it at the Pretty Shaky String Band Jam in Lansing, oh, Michigan, great. which has been going for between 30 and 40 years now. I don't know if I was aware that you were a part of that. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Because yeah. I was just talking to Kate Kerr in Colorado, mm -hmm. who like <clears throat> kind of got... I think kind of got her start. Oh yeah, she pretty did. Shaky string mm -hmm. band. Were you there at the same time? I don't know how don't long she's know. been in Colorado. I don't know how long yeah. she's been in Colorado either. But I do know she's a shaky. I know the name. A shaky. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, a, cute. a participant in the band is, is <laughs> a, a shaky. Yeah. yeah. So I picked it up at one of the shaky sessions. But I think I really learned it um, a few years ago at Great Lakes Music Camp in West Olive, Michigan. On the west side of Michigan, right on the shore of Lake Michigan. If I say Michigan one more time, you can check it off your list. But um, and I believe I really learned it in a lesson with Brittany Haas at that camp. Oh, cool! That might be where I fully acquired it. I used to play it all the time, and I feel like I haven't played it in years. Hmm. And it's a, the thing I like about it is like. It's there's a, it's deceptively kind of tricky to groove to, because every phrase mm -hmm. ends on but ba, and then it's like what do I put afterwards? Uh -huh. But ba, and then it's like all of these opportunities to absolutely lose the pulse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to put anything. Just yeah. let it be. It doesn't have to be anything <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, good team. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. With that good too. You haven't played it in years, you said? I, I mean, other than I think we played it maybe earlier on in the week. Yeah, now you've played it like five times in five days with me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's Drew. Let's play Seneca Square Dance. Hmm? <laughs> Happy Clifftop. Happy Clifftop to you. Yeah. We made it there and back. <laughs> and, and also with you. And our uh, friendship remained intact. Yeah. So far. So far. Yeah. It's going strong. Mm -hmm. uh, four more years. I think it's been four years. <laughs> Take four more years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we Major and Dewitt, four more years. <laughs> I'd vote for us. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't vote for me. Uh, we we met in 2019 at Your Full of Fiddle, or you picked me up because you were living in Grand Rapids at the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They uh, they asked me to pick you up. They paid me a little bit, and I was like to pick up. The Cameron Dewitt. Stop. You're paying me. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. That was, I had a lot of sweet memories from that. Me and you and Bach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I pick up Bach the night before or the day after? I think it was or? the day before. Okay. Yeah. When did you start playing the fiddle? 
Who showed you old-time music? The first time I can really remember that it was old-time music and not just something yeah. that I would hear in like a soundtrack to evoke a certain setting and time and place, but um, the Pretty Shaky String Band. How did you? How were you exposed to them if you didn't know about old-time music? So in college at Michigan State University, I lived in a co-op called the Howland House, and the Howland House was... Well, they had a great double Dutch team. Yeah, they did. It's no longer... They're no longer competing. <laughs> I've but, heard. <laughs> um, we retired years ago. So the, the Howland House is on MAC Avenue in, in East Lansing, Michigan, where Michigan State is. And behind that, one street over, was the Michigan Energy Efficiency Solutions nonprofit building. Okay. And But on Wednesday nights, uh, they used to let the Pretty Shaky String Band jam there. And then one Why day, had that building? I don't know. Such really, a random venue for that. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Um, but they used to, you know, donate in order to Someone use Someone was space. on the board or something, yeah. I never found out, yeah. but huh. they don't they don't jam there anymore. Okay. Now they jam at the People's Church in Lance in East Lansing, down the street. But so I lived at that house. Behind it was the street that the shaky jam was on. Yeah. And then one day they were jamming outside and I saw these people playing music. And I thought, I'd like to play some music right now. So I, and I was a guitar player, and I went over and I asked, um, is this jam? Is this an open jam? And they looked at me like I was crazy. And they were like, yeah, duh. (laughs) 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 So I went, I went back down the street. Fuck you for asking for permission. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Why would you ask that? (laughs) Mistake number one. And then... I went and got my guitar. I came back. I jammed. I had no idea what was really going on, but I I knew how to play chords. And um, I was into bluegrass music, but wasn't wasn't proficient in p- playing any kind of it. And then, um, but there was some idea of the technique required to sit in this jam. And then I watched the other players, um, and I can't say I fell in love with the music right away, but I was happy that there were some people around to play with. Um, and so I went back the next week and I played a few tunes and I would ask the titles and they would tell me them. And then I would go home and I would practice those tunes and then I could come on, back on guitar on guitar. And were you flat picking or I, just practicing the chords? Mostly the chords. Yeah. If I really liked the melody, I would try to learn how to flat pick it. Yeah. But um, mostly the chords. And so the way the shaky jam works is in the circle, everybody is allowed to call a tune. And you don't have to start it or lead it, but uh, the fiddlers will do that if they know it. But everybody may call a tune. And so they go in a circle, and so it would come to me, and I don't know any, any of them. So I would write, that's why I was writing down the names of the ones I liked. So then the next week I could, I could call those tunes. And then over time, I got more proficient. And then, you know, they they just live in your head, these tunes, and they start to grow on you. And then I was like, do I really like this music? Or is this just stuck in my head? <laughs> I've asked this question yeah. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kept going back, and I graduated from college. And I had been jamming with them. I, I now knew people's names. I used to show up, jam, and leave without talking to anybody. 
And then, but you know, towards the end of the night, the jams get smaller and smaller. And then it's like four or five people. And then I would kind of um, meet people a little bit more easily. Yeah. And that is how I got exposed to old time music. That's so great. Just like. Completely on accident. Yeah. Lovely. How big was the jam regularly? Like, you know, when you saw it outside, like how many people were there? About 20. About 20. One of them was Molly McBride. (gasps) Oh, Mm -hmm. good. Former guest of the show, I believe. Yeah. Hopefully future. Mm -hmm. I feel like she has more to say. That was a great episode. I love Molly's fiddling. Yeah. She's the best. I didn't know you met her there. That's so great. Mm -hmm. Did you meet any other uh, fiddlers I might know there? Hmm. Or old time musicians in general? Mm, Brian Bishop. Mike and Mary Ross, God rest her soul. So when did you make the switch from guitar to fiddle? And I know mandolin happened in there Mm -hmm. at some point as well. So then, you know, sometime after graduating, uh, and I lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, I wanted to continue playing more music and I wanted more opportunities. And I want, and by that time I was solidly into old time music. Yeah. And you had decided. Yes. You do like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, whether or not it was just stuck in my head, I liked that it was stuck in my head. So yeah. I just decided to go with it. And then why fight it? So I was looking for more opportunities to play. And, you know, something about fiddling just grabs your soul and beats on your heart like a drum. So... I wanted to play fiddle and people were, I'd never, I'd never played a violin and a lot of people were discouraging me from it. What? Yeah. They were like at the, at the pretty shaky string band. No, no. Like my friends and acquaintances. Like, please don't do this to us. Kind of. So some of them were my roommates, (laughs) but I lived in a house with five other musicians. And so somebody was always practicing. Yeah. Granted they sounded good. Um, they weren't screeching on a, on a boat instrument. But, uh, so people did discourage me. They were saying, you know, violin's really hard. You have and to start as a child. Yes. Right. They're saying, if you didn't yeah, start yeah, when yeah. you were six, you'll never, you'll never yeah. master it. And that might be true, but I'm having fun along the way. And, uh, so people did discourage me and Boo. then people are like, you know, it takes like two years to even sound decent. I was like, okay, I have time, yeah. I think. And yeah. so then I compromised by getting a mandolin because I love mandolin. I like bluegrass uh, and mandolin really grabbed me pretty early on. I've always been a big David Grisman fan. Mm. Um, So I compromised and I got a mandolin and I thought, well, all the notes are in the same spot. Um, And, and I love playing mandolin and I still love playing mandolin. And, um, but eventually, you know, the fiddle would not just sit and let me be. And then I got a, I got a loner instrument from my friend George, who was a violin uh, repair tech. And it was actually like a 14-inch viola. It wasn't even uh, a violin. It was just a small weird. viola. And so we'd tune it like a violin. There's a luthier out there right now who just tensed up <laughs> hearing that. <laughs> you know, this thing was like... Primed to so it's like a viola for a kid or something. Like yeah, sure, yeah, <clears throat> sure. So Interesting. I played that for a while, and my roommates, I like Isaac, Chris, John, 
you're you are saints for tolerating. Where they like you know, we'll love and support you no matter what, <laughs> like that kind of in so support. many words, yeah. <laughs> in, or fewer words, but yeah. um, they never complained. And I would like lock myself in my room for hours hmm. and screech away, and screech away. So yeah, eventually um, I did transition to fiddle. There was like some moments between them. Be, be, like what took what made me decide okay i'm gonna take my i'm gonna take myself to the to the fiddle now not look, and not look back there were definitely some moments along the way but yes that's how i started playing mandolin as well yeah yeah sort of like a little a little compromise it was a compromise yeah no i think that's i think that's smart because you already knew how to use a pick mm-hmm. you wanted to start learning the melodies but maybe be able to like Yes. Hang back. Thank you for saying what I forgot to say. I wanted to play the melodies. Yeah. And flat picking just didn't do it. Yeah. But in the same way. What do you want to play next? Um, Do you want to stay in G or do you... you, Whatever's good. Like what do people usually do? People do whatever they want to do all the time. Okay. And I go with it. Let's do Josio then. Oh, yeah.
I'm glad we. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this not at Clifftop. There was a minute there while we were going to do it at Clifftop, but uh, uh, I'm glad we're all like refreshed, mm -hmm. showered, showered, fed. <laughs> we had some sleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel more ready to do this now. <laughs> Regularly stimulated. Yeah. Not overstimulated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any. Coffee's the only substance mm -hmm. I'm under the influence of. <laughs> Sorry for my. Um, Chord intrusive thoughts. <laughs> For some reason, like last night, we were we were jamming, and I kept at the end of every like phrase of the A. I wanted to go, oh, which is like it's it's not there, <laughs> but you made it work. I can't not do it. I forgot a lick that I always play in there yeah. because I started playing it differently, yeah. and the different lick has now taken over. Probably those ASMR. <laughs> Rosening up the bow. Gonna rosin up my bow. This is in stereo, so. <laughs> Jake really wants to do uh, at Earful someday a uh, an ASMR episode, like live. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> oh no, man. He's like, we gotta do it. He's really serious about it. So it might happen. Jake's. Jake Blunt wants to do that? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. He's he's been on the show so many times that, you know, he's sort of got a blank check to like <laughs> <laughs> He has enough clout now that he can challenge it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it'll get him more, I don't know. I haven't tried to tap that audience yet. <laughs> Where'd you learn Josio? Josio, where did I learn it? Yeah. Hmm. I might have heard it at a shaky jam, because yeah. but I don't think that's where I learned it. You know where I heard it? From that um, record everybody loves, um, Light and Hitch. Old oh, Band. yeah. It was yeah. on there. Yeah. I feel like they played a little differently, though. Maybe. Um, beautifully. And that's the first time I heard it. And then there might have been another time where it really... You know, you hear these tunes, and then... At some point, you hear a version of it that just like grabs you, and you're like, "Oh, I never really fully appreciate how great that tune was." Yeah, and I didn't unappreciate Josio, but I think it might have been that 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 record, Light and Hitch Old Time String Band, and yeah. uh, the way they put it, yeah, just uh, it was like, "Oh, I get it now." I really, yeah, I really wanted to learn it, and then I can't remember how or when exactly I learned it. I remember the time. 
that I was learning it, but I didn't pick it up from anybody in particular. Yeah. So while we were driving back to Detroit from Clifftop yesterday, uh, you were telling me about how when you were starting to learn old time music, you were like, isn't this a fun little sort of differentiation for me from the rest of my community? Because you're here in the Assyrian community mm -hmm. in Detroit. As far as I know, there isn't, there aren't a lot of old time musicians there, uh, here. Not a ton. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just you. No. Old time musicians here in Detroit? Who are also Assyrian. Oh, you know, I don't want to say I'm not like other girls, but I might be the only one. Maybe. Yeah. Except I know, I do know one other person, uh, an artist in Cal California. Uh, yeah. Named Esther Elia, and she also fiddles, but not a lot. Yeah, as far as I know, uh, she is primarily a extremely talented visual artist. Oh yeah, I guess you learned a little bit more about your like non Assyrian heritage. Yes, and maybe you might have some some roots to old time music that you weren't aware of. Yeah. Um. So so my mother is half Assyrian, and then one of and then she's a quarter Finnish and a quarter um, English Appalachian settlers from England. Yeah. That's her other heritage. So, but I never met my great grandfather. Um, his name was Morris. He was from West Virginia. I didn't meet him. I'm not very close with that part of the family. And I, so years, years into my journey into old time music, um, I did find out that he was in fact an old time musician and that his, and that his father, so my great, great grandfather was a flat footer mm. and also played mandolin. Amazing. And, um, and it was not something that I knew going into this at all. And I thought it was, yeah, like you said, a quirky little diversion, uh, but it's been there the whole time, apparently. Yeah. And and then my great grandma, she was into folk music, and she kind of taught me a little bit about playing by ear, mm. um, picking up melodies. You got to meet your great grandma. Yeah, that's she, amazing. Yeah. She actually just passed away three weeks ago oh, in sorry, California. Yeah. Thank you. She lived a full life, and we mourn her, but celebrate her. I mean, so. great grandparent status is like you know, that's. That's great. Oh, she earned it. She was a great grandparent. Yeah. So there was that part of the family actually always had some music uh, going on. Yeah. And it was in that folk way where it was like, oh, I'm not a performer. Right. But like everybody knows a little something yeah. about here. It's, it's just, you know, another fun hobby. So she showed me some of that. And so her husband, he had been an old-time musician. He fought in World War II. He was a Marine. And when he came back, um, he, he suffered greatly from PTSD, and he passed away in the 80s. So I never met him. But then when, my, when I was like 18, 19, 20, I was getting really into jam bands and things like that. And so I was trying to play guitar. And I had this electric guitar from at my house, but I really wanted to play acoustic. And then for my birthday, my mom 
uh, actually surprised me with an acoustic guitar on my like 19th or 20th birthday. She surprised me with an acoustic guitar, a 1945 Gibson LG-1 made at the Gibson factory in Kalamazoo. Mm. Mm. And fun fact, a lot of those, I've heard that a lot of those war era guitars were made by women because the men had gone to war. And then, so it was made in Kalamazoo, Michigan before they went to Tennessee. Is that where Gibson is? I don't know. And so then anyway, my great grandfather Morris, he had a guitar, this Gibson that my great grandmother, Elsie, she told me that she bought it for him in 1949 for $100. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone can do the math and let us know it's probably, yeah. how much that was back yeah. then. Um, my mom tracked down that guitar, which was with another family, a distant family member oh. who had not been playing it. And she tracked it down, got it um, set up, cleaned, refurbished, and it was gifted to me on my 20th birthday. And I would say having, and before that, I used to play a lot of other people's guitars. Yeah. Like my roommate, he'd go to class and I'd just be, and then, and now that I had my own tool, uh, I was firmly on this path into music and uh, playing old time music. So I had his guitar and I was playing it playing old-time music with it before I ever even found out years later that he was himself an old-time musician. Yeah. That's so, lovely. Do you do you know what kind of... Did he just play a guitar? He play, like, backup guitar in, like, a string band or something? He or? played in a string band. I might have heard he played a little bluegrass, too. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know a lot. You don't know the name of the string band? Or? No. Yeah. I... Hmm. That would be maybe a worthwhile inquiry. Hmm. So cool. What yeah. do you want to play next? Um, we talked about going to Gallico at some point. Yes, we will. Okay. Um, so we just did two tunes. Yeah. We have three left in the episode proper. Okay. Then do you want to do the Gallico or do you want to do old Melinda? Let's do old Melinda. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's in standard tuning. Yeah, right it is. Yeah. I think I'll do that.
Who's we? Me, Hannah Lewis. Yeah. Uh, at least us two. Because old is the new normal. Yeah. So she's just Melinda. She's just Melinda. Yeah. It doesn't matter her age. And it's none of your business. Yeah. Frankly. <laughs> it's implied to ask. <laughs> uh, it's very, uh, that like scene from uh, the Holy Grail. It's like, old woman. <laughs> it's like, I'm not old. <laughs> And he's not a woman, right? And not a woman, yeah. <laughs> old woman, why are you... Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Princess Bride. Old woman, why do you boo? Yeah. Yes, bow to her, the queen of the queen <laughs> The best performances ever. Yes. Queen of filth putrescence. <laughs> I just watched that the other you day. You did, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recall the word putrescence. I believe she says putrescence. She probably does. No, yeah, we should we should call it we should call it Melinda because uh, you know, tunes about tunes about women are either they're either tiny little girls or mm-hmm. they're <laughs> old crones in like old old time music or they're horses <laughs> <laughs> or they're or they're or they're dead yeah yeah so let's have a person first <laughs> yes. old time titles yeah Let me too Melinda is that performative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah woke <laughs> what? Woke Bob. Yeah, the woke mob. Oh, woke mob. Yeah. oh, but old Bob, he's still old. <laughs> yeah, old Bob's old. Everybody knows. Old but don't Bob's take that old. away from no. him. He's earned it. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when is not that old? She's like thirty-seven. Yeah, she's she's at her prime. That's definitely young. Yeah, she's got years. Thirty-two decades. Thirty-two. That's young, right? Yeah. 33, 37, 34, <laughs> it's all very young. Melinda. Good tune. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, where did you get Melinda? I got Melinda. Did you get acquainted with Melinda? Yeah, first I heard it was um, the McRae sisters. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, what they're called. And, and um, then when I wanted to learn it, I was on the old Slippery Hill and said it's from Bob Walters, but there's a number of people that had been playing it, actually. It's a tune from Missouri. Makes me feel better about putting fours when the melody doesn't want there to be a four. I don't think I always did Missouri rules there, but... In which part did you put a four? Uh, like... In the B part? Sometimes, sometimes in... Well, maybe... No, the B... That sounds like there should be there, but like in the C part... Dee, 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 I feel like in the second phrase of the C part, it should go... That feels Missouri to me. Missouri tune, Missouri rules. Not that Clawhammer has any business on that anyway, but... The Clawhammer? They don't play Clawhammer. I don't feel like as much. Mm. In the recording, I don't even know if there's a banjo, but there's a piano. So good. I love that. I want to get better at doing that. (laughs) Playing piano? Playing the old-time piano. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it hits different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's the kids say. They do. So, um, and the young 32-year-olds. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I mean us. Yes, the kids. (laughs) Me. So... Old Drew. Someday you'll get a tune. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go accolade when I get there. So, um, 
I learned from there and then I don't know there were some other recordings that kind of caught my ear so I just kind of let them blend in my head yeah. I think I would like to do other things with that tune as well uh, but right now that that's how it is yeah and I good. like playing it so should we get into Gallico yes let's play some Gallico tunes yeah okay say less <laughs> I uh, I once had this the first time I heard that turn of phrase as uh, one of my students he was he must have been in like sixth seventh grade and he kept saying that to me um, and I was like why are you being so rude to me I'm trying to t teach you how to play guitar <laughs> he's just like say less say less Mr. Cameron oh yeah 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 that's not right <laughs> <laughs> it's like why are you saying this <laughs> raised you <laughs> I was like oh you mean I understand what are we playing Walking back to Texas. Walking back to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how do you say their name? The Canope Brothers? Yeah, yeah. You got it from one of their records? No, or? I got it from Ruby John. Oh, for, oh, that's right. Yeah. Ready. Thank you. 
What tune's that? Walking back to Texas. Walking back to yeah. Texas. Yeah. Who, but, yeah. Now we're going back. Where would you get that one? I got that one from a fiddle instructor at Your Full Fiddle Music and Dance Camp in Michigan. Uh, her name is Ruby John. Yay! And she is a fantastic fiddler from northern Michigan. And one of my favorite fiddlers. Very good. Good fiddler. Mm. Yeah. So she taught me that tune in a lesson at that camp. It's a good one. It is. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I don't think I've gotten to jam with Ruby and Calico before. I would like to do that. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know if I, if I really have, but we did it in the lesson. Yeah. I feel like she... I mean, maybe not, but I feel like she often stays stays in standard. Um, yeah, that would be a treat. I want to hear that. And, and you said it, uh, where's it from originally? So, I don't really know, and she didn't know either. She said she learned it in a jam. But a little bit of research says it might be a Canoe Brothers original. So maybe it's an original, or maybe they got it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't really know. Yeah. They like their original Calico tunes. They do? And that's possible. Obama's March to the White House. Yeah. Classically. Right. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. This is so great. Yeah. I'm having a great time playing with you on and off record. It's a good excuse to continue jamming with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially after those fire breakfast tacos you made. Uh, I like to um, impose hospitality back on my hosts sometimes. Oh, it was imposed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel impositioned. Yes. Big time. <laughs> well, do you have anything you want to promote before we play our last tune? Hmm. Uh, m- musical or otherwise? Musical or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Detroit <laughs> in the next uh, month or so, me and another musician um, from West Virginia, Anik Odom, I hope I said your last name correctly, uh, we play in a little duo called Old Gal. Interesting. Yeah. Not just gal. Not just gal. <laughs> no, she's taken on the um, the oldness, the elderness, the uh, elderity. But she's still a gal, as in a girl. So she's like timeless. She is. So she's, it's a little more to it than. Well, we play a bunch of like old woman tunes. Yeah, and really. So we, yeah, so just like yeah. as a joke, we we start, we thought it'd be funny to be old gal. That's so she great. has taken on the elderity of the women in these tunes, such as. Mother Flanagan. Yeah. Melinda. Um, and Jenny? Does she make an appearance? She has not made Maybe an in appearance a future on show. the set list. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the future. Um, we got another one. What is it? Um, like the Grumbling one. Woman. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it's not a woman, but Old Kentucky Whiskey. Oh, yeah. now Kentucky Whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Aged. Vintage Kentucky whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. How do people find out where you're playing and when? Um, they can look at my Instagram yeah. or Anique's Instagram. <laughs> we have uh, some fun posters, like a cow getting abducted by aliens. Oh, good. Yeah. She did great with that design. Um, so, yeah, we've been playing once a month at a brewery in Detroit. You can catch us there, yeah. I think, on the 30th. And if people uh, follow you on your on your Instagram, they'll also get some like slice of life Assyrian Detroit. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know what uh, uh, the ethnicity Assyrian was until I met you. Um, I was unfortunately ignorant about that. Now 
I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after you told me all of the like um trauma in the tea. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, but I was gonna say all of the all of the like delicious idioms that when you translate them into English, they sound like like wizard curses. Oh <laughs> yeah, they're so good. <laughs> Such as uh Stop dancing on my heart. For someone right. that's Bob. That's like a country song. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of similarity between old-time music and Assyrian yeah. music. So, Assyrians are a transnational uh, ancient nation uh, who are the indigenous people of northern Iraq, southeastern Turkey, northeastern Syria, and northwestern Iran. Um, our indigenous territory is split between those modern-day countries and so part of that is up in the mountains in southeastern Turkey. Um, my family's not from the mountains, but many Assyrian families are. So it's mountain music. Yeah. And uh, a lot of similar themes as old-time music uh, and bluegrass. So things like, you know, your small town that's not there anymore that was destroyed by a river or... Yeah, yeah. Or a massacre. Um, or... Uh, your the your love you left back home in the village, yeah. and you're gonna come back and see them, um, or uh, your love who left, and you'll never see them again. Um, your mother, how much you miss your mom, yeah. your home, yeah. your old home. A lot of very similar themes. And and you also you were pointing out while we were because we were, we had the a, a great mix you know to and from Clifftop of like banging Assyrian like party music uh, <laughs> and and old time and then and bluegrass and then kind of like back and forth mm-hmm. um, one after the other and uh, palate cleansing yeah and you were you were saying that the singer you know is sort of gender agnostic you lo- they'll sing from any from any gender's perspective yeah sometimes yeah and I was like they do that in old time music too you know, Ola yeah. Bell Reed does that uh-huh. all the time. Uh, Doc Boggs says that all the time. All these men, you know, uh, singing about these uh, these these boys who are letting them down because yeah. they're singing from the perspective of young women. Yeah. Yep, that definitely happens. Yeah. Despite um, other notions of uh, that kind of romance in social life, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. songs it's definitely allowed. Yeah, um, the little outlets. Trying to think of any other idioms. Was there another good one? Well, there is one about the ground. The was, ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. That was the the most wizardy one. Yeah. <laughs> so Assyrians, we speak Aramaic. Um, we speak. You uh, had another word for it as well, right? So, Sudaf. Yeah, yeah. called Sudaf in the, in the language. So uh, let's see. A good is one. Aramaic like an ex an exonym for the language? Like do, um, y'all don't call it that? No, we oh. don't call it huh. Aramaic. We call it Sudaf, which means Assyrian. So it's like Assyrian Aramaic. Okay. Assyrian's kind of like Latin. You know, Latin oh, okay, sure. Aramaic is like Latin. Gotcha. Latin spread out in different languages. There are several languages descended from Aramaic. Yeah. Assyrian is one of them. Sometimes it's called Neo-Aramaic. Um, in academic circles. Uh, yes. Neo-Aramaic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a misnomer because like we didn't go anywhere. Yeah. How is it Neo? Yeah. It's just continuing. That's so, true. but it's That's fine. real old. Time. It's fine by me. <laughs> yeah. So... What you're thinking of is Arakoma uh, Baleluch, which means may the black ground swallow you. Ah, so good. <laughs> may God cut off your voice. 
<laughs> These are curses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then, if you really love someone, though, mm-hmm. which means, I ate your heart. I ate your heart. I ate your heart. Oh, my God. Still beating. That's what it's like. Mm-hmm. It is. That's how much you love someone. Mm-hmm. That you would eat their heart. Delicious. <laughs> well, I... Uh, Known you for a long time, and I'm getting an appetite for your heart, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) You're good friends. (laughs) Thanks for doing this. So good to spend this week with you. Yeah. Yeah. What should we have our last team be? Um. Well, since Assyrians are from Mesopotamia, the land of two rivers, maybe it's fitting to end with a river tune. Yeah. Uh, Three forks of cheap. Don't ask me the source for nothing. I get it all from YouTube. <laughs> I made a mistake when asked me what I want to promote. Can yeah. I add something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and, then in, and then another great um, camp in Michigan in the fall uh, is Great Lakes Music Camp, where I work at. Um, Jason Wheeler, the executive director and founder of that camp, he has uh, been working so tirelessly and it's been expanding every year. We have uh, old time and bluegrass songwriting, uh, as well as uh, classes for bass, and some Irish is there as well. Um, camp was huge last year. I, for the first time, I didn't get to go around and meet everybody. Wow. Yeah. So, in some ways, if you're an introvert and you like and you prefer to get lost in a crowd, it's yeah, a yeah. good spot. Yeah. For you. Nice. Uh, and if you're an extrovert, there's lots of people to meet. Yeah. Um, and that's a lovely way of putting that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I, we've had instructors such as Bruce Molsky, um, uh, Brittany Haas, Betsy Ellis, Todd Phillips, Daryl Anger, some people from more of the new grass scene. And there's an ensemble for people who want a more social experience in addition to their classes. Uh, and most of all, it is on the beautiful shore of Lake Michigan. So, if you have never seen Lake Michigan, that is excuse enough. You can come there and play some tunes and get some instruction and meet lots of really nice people. Sounds so great. Great Lakes Music Camp. One of these days I'll come. Yeah, we'll hire you. Please, please hire me. I'll try. <laughs> I don't really do a lot of that, but I'll put in a good word. Okay. For the boss. <laughs> and I don't know. I never know how to like potato this tune. You know, I feel like it doesn't lend itself to potatoes. So you I just, just start it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Thank you.
Make sure to follow Drew and his bandmate Anique's Instagram accounts to get updates on their duo, Old Gal, and check out Great Lakes Music Camp. There's links to all that in the show notes. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That's linked in the show notes, too, along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me, pitchforkbanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, and my old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.